0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Mastermind, here we are. Oh, wow. (laughs) He gone. Who's preaching my funeral? You know what I mean? I'm really going to miss out, though, on seeing Wonder Woman with a beard. So... Anyway, man, I'm excited for what God's going to do it in this series. We just finished up our series, My Big Fat Mouth. We had five weeks of just all sorts of fun. I don't know about you, but my big fat mouth is getting me a little less trouble this last week. Amen? Anybody, anybody like that? Nobody. Everybody's mouths are getting in trouble still. All right, that's cool. So my wife, she was like, dude, this has been the most encouraging week. This has been so awesome. And something really stuck out to me last week, but she told me, said this, and this is the way I like it. This is exactly how I want it. Amen? So I was like, man, I've been really a mean guy, apparently. So uh, just adding a simple phrase, and this is the way I want it. has been so encouraging for me, uh, for our family. So just an encouraging time. If you missed the last couple of weeks or maybe part of that series, I encourage you to go back. Man, what a practical series to go through. You can check out on new version. Go to our website. So we we'll are launching a new series today called Mastermind. Mastermind. We're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul. If there's anybody who had the master of their mind to go through struggles and trials and different things in their life, it was Paul. And the good thing about, for us is that Paul didn't get it always right. He messed it up big time, and he really battled in his mind. He actually says things in Romans 7. He says, the good that I should do, I don't do, and the things that I shouldn't do, I do. It sounds like my life, right? (laughs) Just ends up doing all the wrong stuff. And he said, man, who can help me? Who can deliver, deliver me from this body of death? Who can help me? Most of us lose the battle of the mind quite often. I looked back in reflection of my own life, and there's been so many times where I've lost that battle. But Paul, man, he took it to the max. He warred. He went to battle in his mind, and he actually won. Even though he was a Roman prison cell, he actually won the battle of his mind. This is what it says about winning the war in the mind. It says in Second Corinthians 10, it says, for, those, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war. Somebody say wage war. I'm not taking you guys to war. It's all right. Wage war. Here we go. Strike the ground. All right, that's another sermon. But wage war, as the world does, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. We don't fight with the same weapons of the world. We fight from from a supernatural power, from a divine power. What does it say about this power? It says, on the contrary, divine power to tear down, to demolish strongholds. A divine power. This divine power, the word power there is the word for dynamite i we like some explosive power of God in your life, but God gives you the weapons to change your thoughts. God gives you the weapons to tear down the strongholds in our life. So many of us live in the same systems over and over again. We've made the same bad choice for a thousand times. That's me, right? With my words and my actions, my thing over and over again, we live in the same problems. But God gives us power to diminish strongholds, to tear them down. And so I don't know about you, in the normal world, uh, if you look at this idea of a stronghold, most of us don't use that in, a, in our everyday language, like, that's a weird church tomb. Like, I've got a stronghold in my life, and do have any strongholds in your life? Like Exactly, nobody knows what it means, alright? So, a fortified prison, or a strong-walled fortress, it's an area of basically of captivity. It, this commentary said, if you're in a stronghold, you're a prisoner, a prisoner locked by the lie of deception, that you're in your own little prison, you believe the lies. And I think that Satan, his main goal for us is to believe one lie at a time until we build brick by brick by brick by brick and put ourselves into a prison cell. It's so easy to believe some lies down in our heart. Where there's some things that, we, that shape us and shape our thinking. Often our enemy tells us this, hey, you can't be trusted. You messed up so much, nobody's going to trust you again. There's no way you'll be successful. Hey, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. If you were better, this would be different, but you can't make it. If you, people knew the real you, oh, man. There's no way they'd like you. There's no way people would like you. God doesn't really care about you. I don't know what the enemy tells you. There's a lie that the enemy is telling you, though. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for you. It's probably different than for me. But Paul says this about lies. It says 2 Corinthians 10 5, it says, We demolish, and I love this word, to crush, to vanquish, to obliterate, to destroy. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Man, anything that's not from God, we destroy. Any Thought that comes in our mind that's not from God, we get rid of. Anything doesn't line up with His will, we can cut loose. It says we take captive every thought, every single thought. I mean, think about that. Every thought. Now you thought a thought, right? (laughs) Every single thought we take captive to God. Take captive and obedient to Christ. So over the next few weeks we're gonna learn about how do you take captive your thoughts. And there's some very practical things we're gonna jump into, but today you might ask the question why does this matter? Why does taking my, my thoughts captive even matter? Like, for most of us, we probably gave up on the idea a long time ago, or maybe it's like, that's just a weird idea. So, why does it matter? Because your life is a reflection of your thoughts. You're actually moving in the direction of your strongest thought. So, whatever your strong thought is, you're moving that direction. I want you guys to do this real quick. I want you to slide in a little closer to the person next to you. You're going to slide in a little closer. Come on now. This make get a little awkward. And I want you to tell that person, this can get a little awkward. I want you to tell that person, I've been thinking about you. Something about, I've been thinking about you. Just be like, I've been thinking about you, <laughs> like just, got some BO, got some Old Spice for Men, come on, pure sport out there, you know what I'm talking about, and I can tell who's in love today, I mean it's so easy, some googly eyes over here, <laughs> newlyweds, some of you guys are just like, can't even get a, a drop of water between you, man, because here's how it works, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, you know, this is how it works, right, you are driven to your strongest thought. That's the direction of your life. When you get closer. Some of you guys are newlyweds. Some of you guys are dating. You got googly eyes. It's like, oh man, you're, you're, I know you guys are listening to me though, right? Like, oh, he's calling me out. What's going on? You got some googly eyes. I can tell he's been married. You know what I'm saying? Like, for like five years, there's like half a seat. You know, it's like normal kind of thing. And then you guys have been married for like 10 years. There's like a couple seats. And like, you know, 30 years, you're not in the same row. does <laughs> not even care anymore. It's over. Like, yeah, we love each other, you know. I mean, you're always moving in the direction of your strongest. Thoughts. man i love you to write this down you're always moving the direction of your strongest thoughts it says in proverbs 23:7, 7 it says for as he thinks in his heart so he is as you think so you become as you think in your head that is what you will become if you think you can't guess what you're probably not going to if you think you can you're going to probably find a solution if you're always dwelling on problems guess what you're going to find in life problems, right? But if you're thinking of solutions, guess what you find? You find a solution. If you feel like a victim, if you feel like the world owes you something, you feel like you can't become something, guess what? You're going to be a victim. But if you feel like you can overcome and you're not going to be just dealt the cards in life and just accept that, you're going to move forward. You're going to be an overcomer, amen? You're going to see yourself a little differently because God has called you to be different. You know, most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. It's the battle of the mind. So the mind is the battlefield, amen? Now, if you grew up in the 80s, you might think love is the battlefield, just saying, thanks, Pat. You know, if you know the song, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not very good. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> but the mind is a battlefield, and it's a battlefield between God's truth and Satan's lies. It's a battlefield between what you believe that God's telling you what the lies of Satan are. I'm going to tell you something. Satan's really good at twisting the truth. Satan's really good at keeping you a captive in a cell, the cell that's really only locked by a lie. Satan's really, really good at doing that. And so today, I want you to think about what you think about? Can we think about that? Catch all that. I want you to think about what you think about. We're gonna do a little thought audit. I want you to. If you got U version up, you'll show you some charts on there. But if you don't, that's okay. Um, but I'm gonna give you three contrasts, and there's gonna scale of one to ten. So one side's one, one's the other. So the first contrast is this: Is your thought life full of worry, or is it full of peace? Maybe you uh, you know think about your future and you're man, my kids, I don't know how we are gonna make it up in this world, this world's so tough, and then the future doesn't look good. Man, money, I don't know how we're gonna ever survive, like there's never gonna be enough money, my job is terrible, like it's I don't know what's gonna happen, and maybe get laid off next month, my health man, my health hope it's gonna deteriorate. Oh man, you're just freaking out. All right, you might know something may come to mind. These people worry all the time and something goes bad. They go, I knew it was gonna go bad. Because all you do is worry. Or maybe you're secure in your promises, maybe you have a life full of peace, that you trust that God has a plan for you, even though it doesn't look pretty, right? And life is tough, but you trust that God's using you for a purpose and that you're going to make it through this trial. Some of you guys walked in with a trial today, and God's calling you to, t- to trust Him, and so you have peace in your life. Which one do you think about the most? What is your thought life like? Worry or peace? Maybe this one, maybe negative or positive. This is real simple, right? We talk about this a lot. Is a thought life negative? It's super critical. Always finding faults, a fault finder. Oh, everything's negative. Never good enough. Like, I just, that could have been cleaner. That, that carpet could have been better. What you did could have been be- You could have made a bigger difference. You're just discontented. Everything's just too hard. Like, oh, this life's too hard. I'm too busy. I can't make it happen. Or is your life full of positivity? You want to be the best positive person you can. You believe in others. Like, man, this is going to work out. Man, failure is an opportunity to learn. Amen? Like, we're going to move forward. Life is good. I'm optimistic that the best is yet to come. Which one represents you? Or maybe this last one, worldly versus eternal. Maybe your mind is consumed by the things of the earth. It's like, man, I just have the biggest bank account. Like, if I had this much money in the bank, my life would be perfect. If I could retire at, like, 53. If anybody could retire, like, at 68, you know? If we we could just get something in the bank. If we had enough stuff, if, if it benefited me, if what I could get out of it would be this. If I was just liked by enough people. Or maybe think of an eternal difference. If I can just bless somebody. If I can use what I have to change somebody's life, if I can invest my time in somebody, if I can help somebody get back on their feet, I believe my job isn't a job, it's a calling, amen? I believe, I'm going to be positive about this, that I make a difference where I'm at, that God's called me here. So which one do you think about most? Out of those contrasts, which one are you? Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. In other words, what comes in your mind is what comes out in your life. What's in your mind comes out of your life. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter where you travel, how much money's your bank account, how many Facebook likes you got. Some of you guys got some, a lot of Facebook likes, not like me. But no matter how many Facebook likes you have, no matter what goes on in life, your life is never gonna be positive. Your mindset is negative. You can't, you can't just just pull apart. Your life is always going the direction that your mind is driving. And so I don't know about you, but are you excited about the direction of your thoughts today? Are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Okay, nobody's excited about it. That's cool. So I guess I'm preaching the right message today. I feel good about that. <laughs> it was kind of rhetorical, but I got gotcha, you, all right? Not about you, but I wasn't excited about my thoughts. Uh, there's been times in my life where I feel like it's not going to work out. And if I'm really honest with you, and I hope you don't leave our church, okay, and you think I need counseling, but, well, you can stay at church. I'll we'll probably do need counseling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but there's times in my life where I look back at my thought life, and it was absolutely terrible. I'll go back to them situations maybe like five years ago, Going through a bunch of stuff in my life, and I started saying to myself stuff like this, um, man, you can't make this happen. You're never going to be good enough. You don't have what it takes. Man, it's always a, the message is always just a little short. Like, it's really not that good. Man, nobody knows what I go through. Poor me, poor me, poor me. You know, the problem is is that I go up here and be like faith-filled and positive, and it's 30 minutes, you know what I mean? And I got these three days after the message, and these three days before the message, called the real world, Right? And I have to struggle. I have to go through my mind. What is the best difference I can make? I go back three years ago and I think about this. This situation I was in, man, it's just too hard. This is too hard. God can't do this. Man, nobody has had this bad. How can somebody have it this bad? Can you believe what happened to me? Here's what I knew. I knew this. I knew that I was doing the things of God, but I wasn't being the work of God. Like, I knew the right answers, right? We have the right answers. Like, we all know what we should do, but I wasn't doing it. My mind, I was losing the battle in my mind. And for so many of us, we were losing a battle every day. We gave up on the idea that it could be different. We gave up that you could break that addiction. You gave up that you could change your own mentality. You gave up that that your job is is a calling. You gave up on the joy in life. You know, I was so blessed to have people in my life that were life-giving people. Amen? I don't know if you found a life-giving person. And these people spoke into my life and said, hey, Sean, God could do something through you even though you're in this problem. And he gave us principles and gave us things that I can follow. I'm gonna share some of those principles over the next few weeks as we enter in this series. I'm gonna give you things that you can grow, very practical steps to help you change your thought process. But in that battle, we have to go into battle. Like we have to battle our mind. We have to win the war of our mind. If you don't win the war of mind, if you don't retrain your mind, you're never gonna do the things of God. I can't stress how important this is. Your life is always moving the direction of your strongest thought. It's always moving that direction. And so for me to think that, hey, I'm not good enough, or I can't do this. Or nobody's hat like me aren't the thoughts of God. I want you to think about this. Almost every battle is won in the mind first. Think about your marriage. It's one in the mind. You choose to love somebody. You choose to be committed. When you drive home from work and you're upset and you park in the garage, you're like, today I'm going to choose not to take this home. Amen? I'm going to choose to love somebody. I'm going to choose to embrace my kids. You think about your financial position. You think about finances. Most of finances isn't knowledge. It's actually obedience, isn't it? Like, we all know what we should do. Like, we got to save money. I can't spend so much money. We always spend it, right? Like, where's my bank account going? It's, ah, I spent it all. Where'd it go? I don't know, but it's not here. But to make the choice, like, I'm going to be a saver. We make a choice. Or think about joy. I promise you choose joy long before you express joy. Amen? Like, you're going to choose joy. Like, you're going to be like, I'm going to be joyful in this situation. You're going to like it. That's how it is. Uncomfortable is new. Comfortable. I'm going to be joyful even though this is painful. I'm going to choose God. I'm going to choose it in the mind. I'm going to express it in my life. So today i want to give you two very simple things to help you work on your thinking, help change your thinking. The first thing is this. Identify the number one stronghold holding you back. What's the number one lie that Satan is telling you? What's the number one deception that you've bought into? Maybe it's this. Maybe you don't think you're good enough. Maybe your past is too bad. Man, after what I did, nobody is gonna trust me and I'm not gonna trust anybody else. Maybe you feel like you can never find a job you love. Maybe you think this is too much in life to do. Maybe relationships never work out just give up on it. Like, I'm not gonna date anybody. I'm not gonna even think about marriage. I'm gonna be alone forever. I don't know, don't point. This may be somebody here today, right? Like our relationships are going terrible. What is your stronghold today? I want you to know this. Your brain is rewiring every single thought you have. Every single thought you have rewires your brain. There's a neurochemical reaction that happens in your brain. A new path is formed every time you think a thought. Your brain is driving around, forming new paths every single time you have a thought. So every time you think of something positive, you get this weird gratitude feeling. You get this surge of a neurotransmitter called dopamine. We're talking about dope at church. Can we do that? Can we talk about... (laughs) I know who needs counseling right now. (laughs) This, This is the legal reward God gives you, right? It's a positive hit, the chemical buzz. Man, you know the feeling when somebody gives you good news? You get something new, and all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, man, that's dopamine. You get the good news. Maybe like Diane's like, man, I've been thinking about you. When are you going to come home? Dopamine. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's like, I'm never saying that again. <laughs> Dude, the more you think a thought, the more likely you're going to think that thought again because your brain is making a pathway, a neural pathway in your mind. You Think about it. You ever have your dog that gets out and just runs the same path every day? You want to kill it because you're like, dude, I'm trying to grow grass. You know what I'm talking about? The dog just does that thing every day. You walk that path long enough, you create a path, and your thoughts are lazy. They take the path of least resistance, amen? Like You're going to go back to what you trained your your mind to do. And so these paths are forced over and over again. So the more you think a thought, it's easier to think the same thought again. They become default thoughts. That's our thoughts. So in order to change your thinking, you have to change the path your thoughts take. You have to change the path your thoughts take. Man, this is science, okay? I'm going to throw it out there. It's, this is a real deal. But you have to change the path your thoughts take. So if you're a negative person, which is, I'm a realist, which basically means negative, right? Some of you guys are optimists. Diane's like an eternal optimist. That's why we get along, I guess, right? She's like, I'm, I'm living life, baby. It's awesome. I'm like, dude, I'm a realist, man. Things aren't working out. Negative path. So what I have to do is I have to, have to stop. Every time I have a negative thought, a negative feeling, a negative thing, I have to stop and say, is this helpful? Is, is this, is this going to benefit somebody? Is this really the way I want it? Okay, brain, stop thinking that way. Think another thought. And so I have to capture that thought. I have to take it under control. I have to consciously make a choice to say, that's not the way I'm going to think anymore. I have to choose a new path. And over time, as you choose a new path, guess what happens? Your old path gets grown over, and you make a new path. And your mind is the defaulting different things. i many making sense today. It's like, are we in science class? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to get there. This- I like that, science people. So here's what it looks like if you've got a stronghold in your life. Maybe you had a frustrating day at work. You came home, you're complaining, you're in the car, you're on the phone, you're upset, and all of a sudden you hit that front door, you hit the driveway. You're like, man, what am I gonna do? You gotta stop and say, this isn't the thought that God has for me. This isn't the way I wanna be. This isn't what's best. This isn't the way I want it. And so you gotta say a little prayer. Maybe you gotta count to 10. Some of you guys gotta count to 100. Some of you guys gotta count to 500. <laughs> it's been one of those days, right? And all of a sudden, you've got to say, hey, you I'm going to change the way I behave. I'm going to change my thought. You're going to walk in, you're going to give your wife a hug, you're give her a kiss, tell your lover. You're going to embrace your kids. You're not going to take all this garbage home and everybody has to know and understand your life. You're going to be different. You're going to create a new path. Maybe you don't feel good about yourself. Maybe you don't like the way you look. Maybe there's a pathway between your bad feelings and the refrigerator, amen? So it's like just kind of goes over there like ice cream solution. I'm feeling that like good. Ice cream, digging through the ice cream. Peanut M&M's. Come on. All y'all wrapped those peanut MMs a few weeks back. But now you got to stop and say, man, this isn't what God has for me this is how I should react to this. I'm gonna change what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna think that way. I'm gonna think, you know what, I'm gonna be healthy. I'm gonna exercise. Maybe I'm gonna take a walk. I'm gonna change my pathway. Maybe for some of us you don't feel good enough. Maybe nothing goes your way. It's just not this is not your life. This delta hand of cards is never good. But now you have to choose the path of God. Maybe like, you know, I'm gonna be an overcomer. I'm gonna break free of this addiction. Today I'm gonna set myself free from the prison cell that I thought I was stuck in forever. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna choose a new path. So how do we change our strongholds? We change the way we think. Amen. We change the way we think. Some of us are so defeated. We gave up. We don't know we're defeated. We're living a lie. We don't know we're living a lie. But we can change the way we think today. Check it out, Romans 12 two, It says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not think the way the world thinks, but be transformed by how? How do we get transformed? By the renewing of our mind. You know, science calls it rewiring the brain. That's what we talked about, how the brain is rewired. But the Bible calls it renewing of the mind, amen? That God's gonna renew our mind. He's gonna change us from the inside out. So the question is this, what stronghold's holding you back? What is your stronghold? You gotta know your stronghold. You gotta be able to say your stronghold. You gotta be able to see your stronghold. If you don't know what stronghold you're in, you're not gonna defeat it. You have to define it before you can defeat it. You have to know what it is. For me, when I was growing up, it was, I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel like I could measure up. I always thought if you got like an A on the test, it was all gonna work out, you know what I'm saying? If you work hard enough, you keep it all up. If you, if you have to prove something to somebody, I always had to measure up to the standard and then I had to get some. You know, I was like the A plus kid that had like I set the curve and people hated me. That's what I did, you know what I mean? This threw my test out. Like you're too smart, don't do that. But I was so driven, it wasn't healthy, I was so driven because I wanted to prove something to somebody, to either my dad or to myself, or just whatever, to say, hey, look, I'm a good person. That was the drive I had my life. So what defines you? What defines you? Can you can you see it today? Can you define it for yourself? You identify the lie of the enemy so you can renew your mind. Second thing is this, name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. What truth demolishes the stronghold that you have in your life? We're not gonna walk the same path, amen. Like I don't have to feel like I'm defeated. I don't have to feel like i got to measure up to somebody. I don't have to feel like I'm a victim. I don't have to feel like life is terrible. I don't have to be a negative person. I don't have to do that kind of stuff. I'm not going to take those paths. I'm going to change my mind because there's a truth that's going to change it. So I'm going to illustrate the story. So my wife, she drove, drove a Grand Am in high school. And if you know anything about Pontiac Grand Am, they're real special vehicles, uh, especially the 1992 version. And uh, so she drove this in high school. and I say she drove it, what I meant to say is she drove it into everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say anything about women or anything just her, <laughs> just too late, <laughs> too late, I'm just kidding, I love women drivers, it's awesome, anyway, so she ran, so basketball goals, trash cans, not really people, but mostly stationary objects, like parked cars, I don't know what it is, um, but just things like that, so one time she got in an accident, and the door, the passenger door was jammed shut, and so uh, in my life, I didn't have a lot of great vehicles, I had a, at this point in a con line, a hard top conversion van, and uh, it was awesome, I had shag carpet, the back seat fold out into a bed, disco ball, um, I think I'm making this up. I was every dad's worst nightmare to pick up a girl for a date. Um, It's just one of those things, you know? And so I said, man, this ain't going to make it. I actually drove it one time to Springfield, and it just pretty much died as it went. I put the gas down. It just didn't move. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going for that grand dam. So so she was selling it. All right, her dad was selling it uh, for the whopping $250, which is the exact amount they'd get at the scrapyard. So... (laughs) I was like, all right, sounds good. So I get this grand dam and take it. This door does not open so people been crawling over the seat, you know. And so I get this grand dam. My dad calls me up and says, hey, can you pick it for the airport? I'm like, okay. So I drive up there. I say, hey, I got this new car. I'm in this red grand dam. I'm driving around the circle at KZI. You know, he's like, I don't see you. I'm like, man, I don't know where you're at, but I have this red grand dam. So finally he finds me. He's like, man, I, you got me confused because it's got a black hood, a black fender, black everything's jacked up on it. It's like, man, that's you? Unbelievable. Goes to the door. Man, that thing ain't moving. I roll it one down. Say, "Daddy, you gotta crawl over the driver's seat." <laughs> I'm, I guess, still gonna die laughing on this, man, because I've never. He just looked the look on his face, like this is unbelievable. You drive this ghetto car around. He had some jokes I can't tell you at church, and some words, and he <laughs> crawled right over that driver's seat. And you know, I began thinking, I was like, "Man, is this door really locked shut? Is it really that bad?" I mean, we just all assumed you couldn't fix it, like whatever, right? So I get out there, literally, with a little screwdriver in like five minutes of my life. And I pry this door open. This thing works from then on. I'm like, are you serious? I think for so many of us, we're locked in a prison cell that's held just by a lie. For so many of us, we think this ain't possible. We never even consider the fact that it can be changed. There's just a simple little lie that's locking us in a cell. And the truth can unlock this lock. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, it says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war against the world. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets sets itself up against the knowledge of God. I love this part. We take captive. Man, I want to take some captives. I want to take some captives. I don't know. This sounds awesome to me. This is a guy thing, I guess. I want to take some captives, every thought that make it obedient to Christ. Man, we take captive every thought. Man, I love the word captive. It means to arrest or to seize by sword or spear. Dude, this is real life church, Amen. Who needs to take something captive today? I'll get a sword and a spear to go chase something down. And this is Paul talking, and he talks about a sword and a spear taking every thought captive. What is he talking about? And he gives us great illustration in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes prepared for the gospel and the readiness of peace. These are all defensive weapons. But Paul mentions this one offensive weapon called the sword of the spirit. This is the word of God. That if you're going to take your thoughts captive, you're going to have to take captive by the word of God, amen? Like you're going to have to say, hey, this is a lie, self. Self, I'm tired of living this, this lie. I'm tired of being self-defeated. I'm tired of being victim. I'm tired of being this addiction. I'm going to break free. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to make every thought, every single thought, every single thought that tells me to do something wrong, every single thought that lies to me, I'm going to take it and put it in obedience to Christ. I'm going to get my sword out. I'm going to take some captives today. But you got to declare this is not from God. I'm not going to embrace it. I'm not going to go down in my negative pathway. I'm not going to choose the same road. I'm going to choose the high road. I'm going to choose a different road. Hey, Satan, guess what? That path, man, it's just going to get grown over. So I'm not going to take that path anymore, amen? Like, I'm going to be a positive person. I'm going to care for people. I'm going to break an addiction. I'm going to try everything I got because I know God's power in me is stronger than my power. We're at war with our minds, and God's calling us to capture every thought. Man, what's your number one stronghold holding you back? What's your number one lie this morning? I told you, for me, it was not being good enough. You know, that works itself out into my life today. Now, decades later, I can say stuff like this. No no matter what I do, I can't meet everybody's expectation. You know, in leadership, you always feel like you're letting somebody down. You guys have been leaders, you know how that feels? Man, the message wasn't quite there, but I'm always letting somebody down. I'm not good enough. I'm just not enough for everybody. I can't do this on my own. I don't have what it takes. And the reason this lie is so powerful is because it's partly true. It's partly true, because on my own, I don't have what it takes. On my own, I don't have what it takes. But the total truth is this, I'm not alone. I'm not alone, because the power of God lives in me, amen? The Spirit of God is in my life. That I, The Spirit of God, God indwells me, that I'm not walking through life. He'll never leave me or forsake me. I'm not walking by myself. I'm not trying to do this my power, because the same power that lives in me is the same power that raised Christ from the dead, amen? This isn't my strength. Satan is going to twist those little lies around your life. And so you got to recognize this. If you're in the presence of God, you're not defeated. You are a victor. You're not defeated, amen? You are, you're living from victory. I'm not good enough on my own, but I am good because of a heavenly power from Christ. I'm not a victim in life. I'm a victor because of Christ. I have everything I need to lead my family. I have everything I need to be a good husband, everything I need to be a good father, I have everything I need to be a leader and a pastor of a church. I don't have to meet other people's expectations, amen? Some of you are like, dang it. I'm not alone. I'm not doing this alone. This isn't my story, this isn't my life. I'm doing this through the power of Christ. You know, the more I walk with God, the, the, the more clear the path gets, amen? The more clear I can see, like, that's a lie. Like, I shouldn't be following that path. I should do something different in my life. What is it for you? Some of you say, man, I can't do it all on my own. I, there's not enough time. I can't ever get it done. I can't I feel good enough myself. It never, never works out for me. I'm just going to tell you, when you're weak, guess what? Christ is strong, amen? You can make a new path. You might say, hey, I'm not attractive. I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel like where I, I should be with my own fitness. Guess what? You are fearfully and wonderfully made, amen? You can live on that, that God made you the way you are, and he has a plan and a purpose for you. You don't have to live up to what everybody else wants you to be. Maybe you just feel miserable. Maybe it's always hurting and life is just, just down on you. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Maybe you're going through a hard time physically, but you can find strength in God. Maybe you feel like you're a failure. Maybe you feel like the life maybe owes you something. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in addiction, never gonna break free. But you know what? By the power of the blood of Christ, you can be a overcomer. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, amen? And the God's power is gonna set you free. You're not who the enemy says you are. Not what you say you are, you are who God says you are. Man, somebody put a tattoo on somebody today on that, you know what I'm saying? That's who we are, we're who Christ calls us to be. I mean, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. It's moving that direction every single day, whether you know it or not, Whether for better or for worse, you're moving a direction. Is that direction the direction you want it to be? Are you excited about what God is doing in your life? Can you have a positive life? You can be that person, but you can't do it with a negative mind. You can't be who God's calling you to be when your mind is messed up. And so this series is all about getting our minds straight. So what do we do? We capture lies. We take captive every thought. Man, I love that idea. Take, I want to take something captive today. I don't know if I'm gonna find something. But take captive. We renew our minds to the power of God. We let the truth of God set us free. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father, but by him. And that, our truth, that his truth can set us free today. Man, I don't know about you, but I want to be a church that's set free. Amen? I want to be a church that's like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to live in shame. I'm not going to live in guilt. I'm not going to be afraid. Like, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to have some courage. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to lead my family well. I don't know what you did, but this is what God is calling me to do. I'm not going to listen to the voice of Satan. I'm not going to sit in the shell, a uh, cell that's shackled with a lie. I'm going to be free. i want to live that life. I want a new song for myself. Like, I don't want to be defeated. I don't want to feel like every day is a failure. I don't want to live in a, a lie. I want to live that, with the, lie, the power that God has for me. And so this whole series is all about changing ourselves, that Jesus can set us free. Amen? That we get recognized, that we want to be people that are set free. That we live from victory. That your life, no matter who you are as a man or woman, child of God, that your life can be victorious. Do you believe that today? Can your life be victorious? I mean, that might be new language for some of us. Like to live in a victory, you need a victory. Pick one thing. What is the stronghold that God wants you to change? Pick one thing out and say, you know what, God? I'm not gonna stand for this lie anymore. I'm gonna stand on the truth of God. And by his power and his grace, I'll be forever changed. I will be victorious today. Father, we come before you. God, we thank you so much for your truth. God, I pray that your power will unleashed into our lives. God, that we'd be fighting from victory. God, that we don't feel like we're doing this on our own, that we're doing it for you. God, I pray your truth will be unleashed into our minds. God, we be masters of our minds today. So take a moment to pray. There are those of you that say, you know what? I feel overwhelmed with fear, anxiety. negativity, maybe I'm just full of worry, whatever it is for you. But today I want to start a new pathway. I want to be a pathway of truth. I want God to help me bring my thoughts under submission to bring the truth into my life. I want to renew my mind today. If that's you in this place, would you just lift your hands up and say, I want a renewed mind today. Say, I want that in my life. Anybody like that today? Say, I want to renew mind. I see your hands. That's awesome. I see your hands. This would be a prayer for everybody. God, I pray that you'd help us, God, to tear down our number one stronghold this week. God, I pray that we start etching away, God, a new path. God, I pray that you help us identify the spiritual truth, God, in our life. Every time we choose the wrong path, God, I pray you bring it to memory, God, the new path you want us to, to choose. God, I pray that we rest in your presence, God, that we wouldn't fight from, from our own power, God, that we wouldn't see our lives in our own strength, God, we'd fight from your strength and your power because by the cross, God, we're made alive. And so it's not our own power that gives us life, God, it's your power. So God, I pray you'd help us in the weeks and the years to come to let our truth become so natural to us, God, that it's our default thought, that we become like you from the mind, from the inside out. As we keep praying today, there's some of you that are stuck in a prison cell. Maybe you grew up like me and you told yourself a lie that you're not good enough. Maybe you feel like God would be ashamed or embarrassed by something you did. Maybe you think you don't have what it takes. Well, there's some truth to this. The truth is you don't have what it takes, but the whole truth is this, is that God has what it takes. The Bible says that God sent his son Jesus in his love and his mercy to die in our place on the cross because he is good enough for us, that we can be made right with God and be transformed by his love and Jesus died on the cross for us, why? So anyone that calls on him shall be saved, to be transformed, made new from the inside out, that you're made alive to God, that every sin you've ever committed be forgiven. The old is gone and the new has come. You're here today because you need to hear the wonderful news of this gospel. Some of you are gonna hear this and be set free today. Some of you are gonna walk out of the prison cell by the power of the cross the power that Jesus loves you, that he came for you, that he died in your place and on that cross, he now stands ready to transform your life when you say yes to him. So across this room, without anybody looking around, who would say yes, I need his grace, yes, I need his forgiveness, yes, they turn my life to Jesus. If that's your prayer and you say yes to Jesus. We you just raise your hand without anybody would be looking around and say yes to Jesus. I see your hand, that's awesome. Maybe I'll say yes to Jesus. And you say yes to Jesus. Hold up high if you got the hands. Nobody else looking around. I just wanna pray for you and lead you through a prayer. This is the prayer you need to pray. pray. Pray this if you need Jesus into your life to set you free. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive my sins. Make me new. Jesus, save me, forgive me, and fill me with your spirit. I want to live according to your purpose. I want my mind to be renewed by the power of the cross today. I want to live for you. God, we thank you for new life in Christ. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How encouraging if you get people on change their minds today? Give it up for God, give it up for what He's doing in this place. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.